Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. If you're a Longhorn basketball fan, it is a big Tuesday. It's kind of the Tuesday you hoped was going to happen. It is official now that Rodney Terry is the head basketball coach, the men's basketball coach at the University of Texas. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined as always by Isaiah Collier. I know you're happy today, Zay. What's up? Oh, I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. Today's a beautiful day. This is family for you on multiple levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of fam love going on today. We're going to get into the family angles of this one on Zay's side and get you a unique interview coming up in about an hour uh, with someone who was uh, was around Rodney Terry for the very beginning of his coaching career, and that is C.C. Collier, the legendary coach at Bowie. We'll get to that. But, as of course, you've been listening to the press conference right here on the horn. They threw it all over the network today as well. Craig Way is still over there at the press conference, and I am told that the new men's basketball coach at the University of Texas is also ready to do a little one-on-one with Craig Way, which I think he's done before, but it'll feel a little more official. Gentlemen, how are you? We're good, and, and since Rodney Terry is all about family, the first order of business is, is for him as the head coach of the University of Texas on this program is to say hi to Zay since he knew. How long have you known oh, yeah, Isaiah no, Collier? I've known Isaiah Collier since he was a little toddler running around. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zay, you, you get the chance, Zay, to, to say hi to head coach Rodney Terry right now. Coach, love you. So proud of you. And so happy for you that you're representing the University of Texas. Hell of a season this year. And I know Pops, who we're going to have on the show in the hour, he's very proud too. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, again, our guys just, uh, they did a phenomenal job this year representing the uh, uh, the University of Texas, both on and off the court. And uh, uh, they've been to nothing but a great example in terms of how you, how you deal with adversity and you hit it head on and you stay the course. Uh, uh, fellas, we'll uh, get you back to your program here in just a moment. Uh, I just wanted to take take a few minutes because uh, RT and I have done a few of these things uh, this season as as well. You have uh, made it a point from day one, and and my wife Linda's favorite uh, phrase of yours is "live where your feet are." So you've had that as the message to the team all season long. Now you're living where your feet are as the head coach. Does the feeling uh, feel a little bit different? Well, I mean, Craig, I, I've really tried to approach. Uh, and I, I never forget when I, when everything you know happened. I got a chance to talk to Coach Barnes, and uh, uh, it was right after the, the night we played Rice. It was the next day, and uh, he uh, he said to me, "RT, you need to get ready to be in that chair um, 
you know, for the rest of the season. And he said, as you're sitting in that chair, you need to see yourself being the head coach at the University of Texas for the next 20 years. And uh, I never forgot that in terms of your, your approach and, and uh, um, you know, every day in terms of how you, how you go about your business. Toward that end, uh, somebody had asked you about, well, Brock asked you about first order of business. He talked about players. I'm sure you had that in your mind uh, as well. But is the first exciting order of business to sit down with those guys, not only because the season ended the other night, but now you as the head coach can actively discuss with them what the plan is going forward? Sure. No, absolutely. I think uh, we got back that night. I think we got back about 1130. Uh, after the ball game the other night and uh, got a chance to meet with the team very briefly there and share some things uh, uh, and put some things in perspective after our season and our plane ride back. And uh, uh, But I think to do it in a different setting uh, would, would mean a whole lot more. Um, I didn't want to keep the guys too long, but, but I rattled off some things that those guys had achieved, you know, this year and uh, and how proud I was of, of the way they carried themselves both on and off the court and, and – uh, um, you know they had a lot to be a lot to be uh, thankful for and a lot to be proud of. I mean, third most wins in school history. You know, Elite Eight. You're right there on the brink of a Final Four. Uh, you won a Big 12 championship. You know, so just just so many things that uh, that uh, transpired during the season that they have a lot to be thankful for. You brought up roster management, and certainly with guys who have eligibility to return. That's that's the thing. Are those separate individual conversations? with those guys to, to see where they stand with their own situation and, and uh, having the opportunity to return next season? They are. And, uh, you know, again, Craig, this is something that, uh, I mean, I was doing when I was back in Fresno. I mean, yeah, at the end of your season, you, all have to, you always have to keep recruiting your players, you know, because if you're not recruiting your players, somebody else is trying to uh, in, in the landscape of things that uh, we have in college athletics right now. So you have to spend time working with you guys and sitting down, especially at the end of the season, and, and really just kind of assess what type of year they had, what we still need to work on in terms of getting better and uh, uh, continue to, to hopefully have them bought into seeing themselves being successful at the University of Texas. Uh, you were right at the forefront of the recruiting of Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson. How good was it to hear Ron at the McDonald's All-America press conference yesterday affirm his his signing and his decision to be on campus and, and his support and excitement for you as the head coach. Well, we're excited about both of those youngsters. Both of those guys, uh, they're the best basketball is way ahead of them, and they're, they're incredible workers. They love being in the gym, and they love working on their craft. And, uh, you know, Ron Holland, uh, you know, again, I've got a chance to recruit him from the day I took the job. We started recruiting Ron pretty hard, you know, and uh, we're fortunate to get him to join our family. And, uh you know, he's coming from a winning program. He's, all he's done is, is win everywhere he's ever been, and he's won multiple state championships. He's won USA Basketball. He's a winner, and uh, he's one of those one of those youngsters that you're going to enjoy getting a chance to coach because he's so competitive. Um, the the other thing that comes to mind is, and I know you were asked a little bit about it, uh, about the staff thing. Are those also conversations you have individually with Bob Donawald and Steve McLean, all those guys who I know mean an awful lot to you. And we've talked about all the, the synergism that you guys had as a coaching unit. Is, it, is there a timetable in your mind over that sort of thing getting fixed so that you've got your guys, you, you mentioned you wanted to have your full coaching staff back next year? Sure. I mean, you know, again, you always try to take a deep breath, you know, uh, probably immediately following the season. But but, but we're going to start having those conversations. We're already having conversations already because we're we're living in the portal right now already. So we're, we're working already as you speak. I mean, last night, 
you know, yesterday was a great birthday, but I'm on the phone last night with top priority guys. We're trying to get out of the portal right now to try to try to to, uh, to retool our team. So there are conversations. I mean, you're already working oh, uh, it with regard to examination of the portal right now. Sure, no, absolutely. I mean, that that board's already started once the portal opened. We already had to have our you know analytics together in that regards. We obviously have to do our due diligence to make sure it's the right fit for us. Uh, or individuals the right fit for us, but but no, that's uh, that's already been in the works, and uh, now it's about trying to target guys we feel like could be the best 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 fits for our program. Will anybody see a different RT as the full time regular head coach from the RT who is the interim head coach? No, I think it's a you know again, I, I think uh, I've had a chance to uh, you just try to be the best version of yourself, you know, and try to be who you are, you know. Uh, um, I like to think I'm one of those guys that don't get too high and I don't get too low. I try to keep it even keel and I try to instill that in our guys to try to, to try to be everyday guys no matter what's happening. You know, you don't know if you're having a good day or a bad day. You know, but what really, what really is a bad day? If you wake up and you're alive and you have great health, it's a great day. You know, so uh, just, just having an even keel uh, about yourself. Okay. You're having a great day so far, so I'm going to let you continue. <laughs> Go have a good day. Thanks, Thanks Archie. Uh, I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Roddy Terry there uh, with us. And, uh, fellas, we'll uh, send it back to you, and uh, he sends along his best wishes to uh, CC as well as we'll uh, sign it out from here on campus. Craig, we appreciate the hard work as always. Uh, you guys get back safe, and uh, all our best to Coach Terry and the crew over there. Thank you so much. That is that is Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns. Like he said, he's uh, he's done plenty of interviews with uh, with Rodney Terry throughout the year, but as of today. It is official. He is the new men's basketball coach at the University of Texas. So they made that official yesterday. Five-year deal. It happened officially after we left the air yesterday, Zay. So uh, it was, in fact, you were the one that told me. You texted me, hey, it's it's official. It's done now. Uh, so he's got that type of security. And um, I, I loved, of all the things he talked about, it was the the interesting lesson learned in the other head coaching position to enjoy the process. And he said some of those other teams didn't really get the real version of himself, but he feels like this Texas team got to see the real version of coach Terry. I thought that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 15 mil, five years, not too bad from a country brother from Missouri city. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and yeah, just when you hear, CDC, which CDC's been getting just obliterated by the media, national media. We basically heard what we didn't, not basically, we heard what guys like Dick Vitale said, mm-hmm. say, oh, y'all are classless down there. Y'all have no idea what you're talking about. And to hear CDC come out and say he wanted to make it official right after the Rice game. Right after the Rice game, where he was nervous as hell, scared as hell, because Mm-hmm. Everything that happened, we saw how happy CDC was during the Chris Beard, you know, interview or when he first got in. We saw that. So you know how much he was hurting when all this stuff happened. And he said he knew right after the Rice game. So that meant a lot to hear. I really appreciated that from him because, again, people been killing him. Yeah. People really been killing Chris Del Conte. That's interesting. I did not hear CDC's comments by the time I got into it. Coach Terry was just about to get started. So that's interesting that he would bring that up, that he would talk about kind of his feelings there. Yeah, and I wonder, does the national media that were ripping on him and ripping on Texas, like does Dick Vitale have a tweet ready that says Texas is now classy? 
Or did they he tweeted all, something? Did they lose all their class? He tweeted and, something like they made the right decision. I mean, uh, they yeah. made the right decision. Hey, <laughs> oh my God, I love it, Ruddy Terry. I've always said they should have made him the coach. Zay, why didn't they do it? By the way, I've got a book and a thing, and we're raising money. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was it was a little strange. Obviously, everybody got you know excited, got their own timeline going, but. He's always felt like Rodney Terry to me has always just felt like a really measured guy, and like he does, you know, talks about the whole "be where your feet are" and do the things that you need to do right then. And for him to talk about, he planned for this, he prepared for this, he prepared to be the coach. And great comment there that that Craig got out of him about Rick Barnes. He's talked about Barnes in those conversations. I don't know if I've heard him say that though. That Barnes said to him, "You got to, you got to set your mind like you're going to be in that chair for 20 years." Yeah. And I don't know if I've heard him say it exactly that way. So uh, really, really cool stuff uh, coming through Coach Barnes there. Rodney Terry is the men's basketball coach. We already have text rolling in on the Specs text line, 337-3776. This says, I'm crying with joy for RT Hot Rod Terry, the new head coach of the University of Texas Longhorns. Hallelujah. Coming from one of the texters. and. Yo. He just got the job yesterday, and he was just telling Craig, are we already talking to guys in the transfer portal? Yeah. It don't stop. Another thing that, yeah, that's another thing that should really excite you and all Longhorn fans listening right now. As we watch this tournament, that's all I've been thinking about through, through the tournament. It's like, oh, look, there's a transfer. Hey, look, there's a transfer. That team's got two of them. Texas played. Was it Xavier that had three in the starting lineup? Yeah. And it just keeps coming. What we're about to see in the Final Four couldn't have happened without the transfer portal. The two most important things moving forward in college basketball, are probably going to be transfer portal and NIL. Case in point, Miami. Yeah. And you can sit back and pretend like Miami's got all these unfair advantages that your school does or doesn't have, but specifically if you're Texas, Rodney Terry knows. Rodney Terry knows exactly the kind of advantages that brand has. Combine that with the transfer portal, and his his challenge is going to be putting a team together every single year with this new version of free agency that he's got. Yeah, and we saw what they did with Chris Beard when he was here and Coach Terry and this staff by bringing in Marcus Carr from Minnesota, bringing in Timmy Allen from Utah. Both of those guys were first-team all-conference, mm-hmm. first-team all-Big Ten, first-team all-Pac-12, bringing in Serge Jabari Rice from New Mexico State, Christian Bishop from Creighton. All those guys that played such a huge part into the success that we saw this year were all transfer portal guys. And that's the way of the game now. You want a little bit of that mixture of those transfer portal guys and those McDonald's All-American guys like A.J. Johnson and Ron Holland. I don't know if A.J.'s a McDonald's All-American. You know, Bronny James took that spot, but you know how I feel about <laughs> that. Ron Holland, who spoke very highly of Coach Terry in this presser. We heard Craig ask Coach Terry about that. But, yeah, that's, that's huge. And those guys understanding that, understanding the brand and, again, just how powerful it is. Like, Nigel Pack got paid 200000 to hit seven threes against U of H. Mm-hmm. How many people had U of H to win that whole thing this year? A lot of people. A few. A few. A few people. Did. I know Mattress Mac did. Yeah, I know. With his did. gambling ass. <laughs> yes, he did. So... Yeah, you talk about NIL, man, that's hefty. Hey, if you got it and you want to spend it, who are we to say what to do with your money? And and there is no sport, no big sport we'll deal with that will be more affected by those two things than college basketball. 
I mean, just think about it. Baseball's a wacky game, and you can do some things there. I get it. There's so many guys on a football team that you're trying to. You can make, and you can make headway there, but it's not a guarantee of success. Not that there is one, but it's not as much of a guarantee of success than this. Five guys on the floor at one time, 12 guys, what, 12, 15 on your roster at any given moment. If you can get one, two, three key transfers, we're watching it in the tournament right now. It changes everything. Yo, Miami, Miami's changing the game because now people didn't know how much Isaiah Wong and Nigel Packer are getting paid. They're spending over like 2.2 mil for the whole team. And this is a football school, a legendary football school that's private. It's not like they got, you know, it's Miami and on. Yeah, it kind of sells itself on Mm -hmm. South Beach and other things. But it's still a private, smaller school compared to others, compared to Florida State and uh, Gainesville, Florida. Right. So, you know, what they're doing for their basketball team, again, this ain't football. They're not putting all this money in football, which they probably are, but still, they're saying, okay, we're going to invest in basketball also because we know how big of a market that is. And for some of the schools that have those powerhouse blue blood football teams that also can be good at basketball, like Texas and Ohio State's, they're going to start putting money to the basketball team because Miami is setting an example for the whole nation. And you can make an impact faster. Not faster. A ton faster. Also, A, you can make an impact faster, and also, if you try to make the impact and it doesn't work, guess what? It's a whole new team the next year anyway. Yeah. With with the one-and-done mindset and the transfer portal. You could have some guys transfer in. If it doesn't work out, they're going to transfer back out. They may be gone again. So you got all those things to to deal with, but congratulations to Rodney Terry uh, for the uh, the presser today. You heard it here on the horn. We'll get that posted for you as soon as possible uh, at hornfm.com. Thanks to Craig Way. Thanks to our man Patrick Davis over at the university for getting it done. Thanks to the uh, the staff over there at UT for helping set things up and uh, so that we could run the press conference today. We'll hit this break. We'll be maybe, maybe be catching up on some uh, some sponsors and stuff as well today. But we got a lot to get to. We'll be talking about all of this special guest again cc collier i'm just gonna say it zay not to get too not to maybe overblow this a little bit but i'm just gonna say without cc collier roddy terry's never a coach how about that how about that how about that yo well not exactly but cc collier did give him the gig at Bowie. correct he helped okay he helped all right so we'll say that one of the er, one of the early mentors in coaching for Rodney Terry is coming up. Zay's dad, the legendary CC Collier. We'll talk to him at 105. I know no, he. Be, be I know careful. he's proud today. Be careful, Chad, because if the Horns don't win over ten games in the next four seasons. A lot of people are going to come looking for CC. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Be careful. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, we'll keep it. I don't we'll, think that's going to happen. We'll keep it as real. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep it as realistic <laughs> as we can. Uh, and this is family for Zay, as we talked about, since uh, Zay and his dad are uh, are related, cousins with Rodney Terry. And we'll f- we'll see if CeCe can tell us exactly yeah. how you know, they're related. Yeah, because one thing, Chad, about black folks, you could be kinfolk anywhere, sisters, mamas, baby cousin, baby daddy, <laughs> uh-huh. uncles, you know, and we related somehow. I don't know how... Okay. But you all, I always see the story about T-Mac and Vince Carter and, like, Vince Carter's in Chapel Hill 
and all of a sudden T Mac calls him from like Vince Carter's grandma's phone at the family reunion. <laughs> and it's like, hey! I didn't know what that. What is this? Like, hey, we're both from Florida. We're cousins. How'd this happen? So it kind of feels like that, but yeah, okay. it, 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 it works somehow. We will get the family description as CeCe knows it yeah, coming break up it down. at 105. We'll get him to break that down, but also the early days of Rodney Terry as a coach, what he saw in him, and then Rodney Terry off to Baylor and uh, and continuing his journey, and of course now the head coach at Texas. So we'll get to that. There's uh, football to get to. Uh, we saw a mock draft late yesterday in the show where Bijan Robinson ends up with the Cowboys. I know you like that idea if you're a Longhorn and a Cowboys fan. We'll hit that a little bit. Uh, Also, it's the uh, McDonald's All-American game tonight, plus coming up in the crap bag, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things on earth when the Longhorns and the Aggies get together. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, it's one they don't talk about enough. One they don't talk about enough. A voice they don't talk about enough in the world of country music. Because it was kind of part of that 80s pop run in country. Some people kind of would put it off to the side. Ronnie Millsap. I'm getting chills just listening to him sing. Are you really? Zay, this man's a monster. The more I go back and listen to that stuff. He's one of those guys I've never sat down and listened to a whole album, and I I hate to say that, but everything I've ever heard him do, every big hit he had was just so perfect. Yeah, he looks like if the Miami Vice crew went to Texas. <laughs> That's what he looks like. I never really thought of that. Um, and I don't know the full story. I would have to double-check on if Ronnie Millsap was born blind or because Ray Charles went blind as a child off of, I think he was – like glaucoma or whatever it was when he was five, six, seven, somewhere in there. I don't know if if Millsap was born blind or not, but he had the big glasses and everything. He used to do the bit where he would almost walk off the stage and stop, and make you know the crowd would freak out and think he was about to fall off the stage. Did he ever trip? Um, I don't think so. I never heard about it. If he did, who who knows? Yeah. They, they probably had somebody that was there to just make sure. This is probably somebody behind him like, okay, Ronnie, just make sure. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Ronnie Millsap, good stuff. There ain't no getting over me. Uh, my wife is a big Smoky Mountain Rain fan. There's some good so Millsap tunes. That was like kind of pop 80s country. So he was in once – once man, once Kenny Rogers really and, – and Millsap would have been even before that too. When Kenny Rogers went big, there was a lot of stuff out there that was technically country that sounded like that. that yeah, was, it's like Yacht Rock. Exactly. Country. It was blending those kind of things. It almost had a rock sensibility to it. Not, you know, there wasn't a banjo to be found. There wasn't a banjo within two miles of songs like that. But then, the, and then they no fiddles in a lot of it, and it turned into something like that, which is just you know a good solid pop song. And he's got a great voice. So shout out to Ronnie Millsap today, getting us started. Also shout out to Rodney Terry today, the new men's basketball coach at the University of Texas. We'll say new because it's official as of last night. Had the press conference today, and we got it for you on the horn earlier. Rodney Terry, of course, all the way back to the situation that was discussed many times in the press conference, uh, the Chris Beard situation, and they have to go right to you know the team finds out about it early 
that day and then has to play that night. And then you got to go to, was it Oklahoma State, I think, the next weekend for an early tip. And he went 22-8. and eight. They won the Big 12 tournament title. They got to the Elite Eight. They had eight wins against AP Top 25 teams. And he's been named the Sporting News Coach of the Year. I think he's still up for a few Coach of the Year honors that they haven't given out yet. Uh, so technically, I think he could end up with more. But he definitely ends up with a five-year deal uh, to be the coach at Texas. And another thing, Zay, that hit me today, if you're going – a lot of times in coaching, you go from one style to another – one type of coach to another offense and defense or whatever. In this case, Texas kind of followed the template in they went from a coach that, let's face it, was fiery. Fiery guy. Bobby Knight was the the mentor. Mm-hmm. Could get a little fired up. Go to a guy that's a little more even keel. Rodney Terry comes off as a guy that, yes, he is a, a player's you know relationship first kind of coach, but he also doesn't feel like a guy that's going to flip out like that. Not get that intense. Not go that far. A little more of a personable guy uh, coming from where you were with Chris Beard in terms of the intensity. But Texas also ends up with a guy with just a massive amount of connection to the school, to the town, to the university, and most importantly, to players. Yeah, absolutely. And he did capture the nation's hearts with the Chris Beard situation and that happening and how everybody just was watching and the University of Texas to see what what happened next. Everybody knew how good this team was supposed to be and how good they could have been. Mm-hmm. And who knows what would have happened if Dylan DeSue was able to play in that Elite Eight game. I know everybody likes to talk about, especially the haters, like to talk about the 13-point collapse in 10 minutes. And, yes, that happens in college basketball. And shout-out to Jim Laranega and the Miami team. They're a really good ball club that's getting paid a ton of money to be a really good ball club. So, who, who again, who just, who knows what would have happened. But like you said, Chad, him having that relationship with the University of Texas, being here with Rick Bards, coaching guys like T.J. Ford and Kevin Durant. Like, he was here during the golden era yeah. of Texas basketball. No doubt. So he's seen it at its highs, and when he left – it was during the lows. Yeah. The lows, it got really dull around here. And, again, we were very spoiled during that golden era. It was like, oh, we're always in the Sweet 16. We're always going to be in the second weekend. Mm-hmm. You just kind of knew with those teams and how good those rosters were built, you knew, okay, we should, we should always be in the second weekend. And it's been a long 15 years. So... Texas, in a way, is going to recruit itself, but he's also a really good recruiter. So that just adds more to the situation. And I thought there were some times this year where he did have to balance being that laid-back player's coach but also having that fire. You remember there was an instance sure. we talked about the Caleb Grill taking out Dylan Mitchell yep. and how that should have been a tech. He's going to learn to react to those moments he's, better, He's going to learn yep. to react to those moments, and he was still trying to figure out you know, his place as a head coach, and that was a loss. I had him call to see him against a very tough Iowa State team, but just those moments, he's like you said, he's going to have to learn, and he will learn. And I think that his experience from Fresno, he said it himself, he didn't enjoy the moment when he was at Fresno State and UTEP because he was just trying to build those programs to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know those are mid-major programs. It's hard to win, and that was during the time when he was there. 
you know, the COVID, guys getting an extra year, the transfer portal. It wasn't NIL. It wasn't popping like it is now. So who knows how well he would have done during the circumstances that you have now in college sports during that time. Yep. And now he's getting that opportunity, and I think he's going to thrive. Yeah, if you're watching this tournament, I'll keep saying, if you're watching this tournament and listening to players talk about coaches and coaches talk about players and you don't think it's about recruiting and relationships, you are missing it. That's what this is about. Is it about money and NIL? Yeah, it's a little bit about that too. But it's also about the connection that you can build, and you got to build it quick because you may have – one chance, one shot at it for individual teams. Rodney Terry uh, definitely getting that opportunity today, and uh, that's obviously the biggest story for us. we got a lot of other things going on. Of course, uh, Texas and Texas A&M in baseball. I'll talk more about that coming up in the crap bag. I'm so excited about that one tonight. I looked up some updated numbers for you, Longhorn and Aggie fans. We will get to that. Since you mentioned TJ Ford, let's give TJ a little love. If you want a preview of this afternoon, TJ was on with the morning guys at the very end of the show, about 9.45, 9.50. So at the end of that third hour, TJ joined Bucky and Aaron for just a little bit. He's also going to join the afternoon guys today at 4.30. So he'll be talking with Rod and Harge at 4.30. So if you want to hear from the guy that a lot of people think is the greatest Texas basketball player ever, he's certainly one of your favorite Texas basketball players, I would assume, if you're a Longhorn fan. TJ Ford, 4.30 this afternoon. And check out hornfm.com for uh, him this morning. He sounded very Very excited. And he's a guy that's obviously known Coach Terry a long, long time. Coach Terry came to Texas in 02 with Rick Barnes. And then, of course, TJ Ford and that team, they go on the run in 03. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to have these big-time alums, to have Coach Terry's back, that was huge in the decision in CDC, and they had they had to make and making him the head coach. I mean, you hear what Kevin Durant has said. You see Lamarcus Aldridge. You heard Coach Terry talk about his conversations with DJ Augustine and stuff. Guys mm-hmm. that were in it during the glory years. So yeah. when you got those guys having your back, that goes a long way. And I think that's a huge reason why Coach Terry has the job because. When you bring Kevin Durant back just during the summer to work out and stuff, recruits see that. Mm-hmm. And recruits say, man, he went, He didn't go the blue blood route. Damn sure could have. After Greg Oden, it was KD, number two ranked player in the nation. Everybody wanted him. Yep. Everybody. And thank goodness they had the NBA 18-year-old rule, or you got to be 19, or we might not see KD. He might be in the league. So – just the relationships and they see themselves when Ron Holland coming here. He sees KD, he sees guys like Lamarcus Aldridge, and that goes a long way for these young guys who have NBA aspirations. No doubt. If you have a thought on it on the text line, 337-3776, the Specs text line. There's a lot of different comments coming in. Somebody texted, TJ made Texas basketball relevant and cool. No doubt about that. A very important figure in Texas basketball. And again, he was already on the station once today. You'll hear from him around 4.30 this afternoon. Uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. A lot of basketball talk, obviously, with Coach Terry. We also mentioned yesterday late in the show, uh, we saw a mock draft that had Bijan to the Cowboys and the Cowboys trading up to 19 to get Bijan Robinson. Could that be the plan coming up late in April? I think We're I'll, a click away. I think We're I'll, a click away, Steven. Ooh, I think a lot of people be happy about that. And Zay, you've already said if that happens, you will become a Cowboys fan. You're going to be out there buying blue and silver stars real quick if that happens. The Cowboys 
have made some serious moves this offseason uh-huh. that, if you're a Cowboys fan, should really excite you. I know Ezekiel Elliott meant a lot to you guys, but again, his wash ass is moving on. How dare you? There's no so, need to say it that way. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, but His greatness is moving on. His greatness on. is moving on, yeah. but he became a little wash. <laughs> and, but it was kind of bad at the end. If they pick up number five, Give them number five, too. Uh, I see some of these Cowboys guys like Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. They're starting to get their numbers. Brandon Cooks will be rocking number three. Okay, I like that. I do like that. I like these single-digit numbers. That's cool. But, yeah, if Bijan gets on the team, whoever has five, get that up because he deserves it. Even though he's a rookie, he deserves it, and he'll completely change this team. That 17 interception, Dak Prescott that you saw, you ain't going to see that Dak Prescott if he has number five right behind him to hand the ball off to. Yeah, a lot of pressure will come off of him. Uh, real quick, Zay, from this NFL.com mock draft that Ed L- Ed, excuse me, Eric Edholm put together. Here's his argument at the end. He said Ezekiel Elliott averaged 3.9 yards on 248 touches last season. Now imagine what the dynamic Robinson could do with a similar workload. Exactly. That's it. That's the argument right there. Tony Pollard, Bijan Robinson. Would the Cowboys dare do what this mock draft is saying and go up to 19? It would be a trade with the Bucks to do it at 19 to go get Bijan Robinson. Because the thought, Zay, is that by the time 26 happens, Cowboys may not have that option anymore. Bijan may be gone by then. Yeah, and Jerry Jones, let's not bring this Arkansas pettiness into play. Let's understand how much money Bijan Robinson can bring to your ball club with going to the university right up the road, right mm. up I-35. Uh, Zay, people think that I hate drafting Longhorns. Let me be very clear. I have two words for you. Jeff Swaim. There okay. it is. There so it is. All y'all need to back off. I drafted Jeff Swaim on purpose. There, there it was, is. But there was a run when Texas fans thought, wait, what is going on? Tony, oh, yeah. Tony Brackens. And there was all those names through the years where you're like, wait, why didn't he? What was what's going on? Nope. He traded for some. He acquired some. Yeah, Roy Williams. But didn't draft. Even, I think Leonard Davis was an acquisition and not a draft, right? He didn't get, they didn't draft Leonard. Leonard ended up there, but he didn't start there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Steven, but then get your pop some Johnny Walker Blue. Ooh. Maybe slap him a little bit if he's talking crazy. And understand, let him know we're a click away. Plus, guess what? Just like the last guy he fell in love with, he's got a name that's fun to say. I love saying Zeke Bijan. <laughs> I can say it as I'm passing out, Zay. Bijan. Boom! And just hit the couch. Come yeah. on! When you said boom, I was thinking he was spreading this Bijan on his bread and then boom, putting it on this turkey sub. That too. Yeah, that too. All right, we'll keep our eyes on those mock drafts. The uh, 27th of April, of course, is draft day in the NFL. All right, coming up, it is a special day for us on a couple of levels. At 105, we will talk to the legendary C.C. Collier, uh, the legendary Bowie coach, Zay's dad, and the man that hired Rodney Terry to be the freshman coach at Bowie. Am I right on that? Yep. Back in the day? Back in the day. A young grad of St. Ed's? Yeah, I think he went to Porter Middle School first. Okay. And then he went to Bowie. 
So he got him from from Porter to Bowie. Yeah. All right, we'll get uh, Coach Collier to tell us about that story and how they're related, because this is family today, for the Colliers and the Terrys. We'll figure out how all that relations happen, and we will get his thoughts on Rodney Terry as a coach and as the new men's basketball coach at Texas. Up next, though, in the crap bag, a house divided renewed tonight it, over in College Station. I'll give you some numbers, and we will talk about the matchup overall and uh, – uh, the fact that this thing is happening in this one sport right now. This is the horn. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Chad and Zay. This thing changed three times now. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Man. The only guess I have is like Asia? Asia? No. That's a group? That is a group. No, I don't have it. Who is it? Yes. Yes! Oh, I was so close! It's right in that same range! Oh. Dead gummit! Yes! Rhythm, oh. rhythm of love. You know what? I should have heard that voice because now I can hear him singing Owner of a Broken Heart. I'm so sorry to all you Yes fans. That was probably an insult. Yeah, not that Asia's a bad band. I'm hoping y'all dig Asia too. Yes and Ronnie Millsap on the show so far. By the way, Zay, somebody threw in a comment or two. So I saw Ronnie... Millsap and Luling eight years ago, he cracked the old they let me drive the bus at night joke. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, this one says uh, Ronnie Millsap is freaking fantastic. And then someone loved your description of Ronnie Millsap. It's kind of, it had a yacht rock vibe, like yacht rock country. Yeah, he was a fly dude. Like, he didn't look like a country singer. No, no, he did not. The album cover I'm looking at, or he, was looking at. Yeah, he definitely did not. Uh, lots of, uh, <laughs> uh, this says, call me what you will, Bijan will not make that big a difference. He's good, but Dallas is toxic. Well, how dare you? There's no reason. And then yeah. same texter, what if Jerry trades up for a kicker? L-M-A-O. Come on now, there's no reason. There's no reason to say such things. Uh, draft on the horizon. A lot of things going on around here. Again, TJ Ford coming up at 4.30 on the afternoon show. He was also on at the very end of B&E today, if you want to check it out at hornfm.com. 6 o'clock tonight, it's Texas and Texas A&M, 5.45 pregame. Why don't we get into a little bit more of that here in the crap bag? Come on now. Chad's Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just 
Think of a bag of crap. Oh, yes. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. I am wearing the Lone Star Showdown t-shirt once again today. Now, if you're a Longhorn fan, this could be good news for you. Last time I wore it was when Texas A&M played Penn State in basketball. Because I was hoping for the Lone Star yeah, Showdown matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did not happen. It did not happen. But it will happen tonight, and I always like to give special attention to baseball because when the Aggies went to the SEC, a whole lot of people wearing burnt orange and maroon just got scared, mad, unrealistic, and just ran from each other as fast as they could. But one sport kind of kept it together. Shout out and rest in peace to the great Augie Garrido, shout out to the great Rob Childress, they basically decided, hey, we're still going to play this thing. They tried to play a series. They wouldn't allow that, but they did get games together. So in the time since A&M's been gone from the conference with Texas, they have figured out 11 games. Now, not all of those were scheduled. Some of them were tournament games. We, we understand that. But it has been 11 games. By the way, Texas 4-7 and seven in those games – and Texas fans, you know this, you lost four in a row oh, to the wow. Aggies. That's a run that needs to stop if you're a Longhorn fan. Now, overall, check this number, Zay, 244 and 130 advantage Texas in baseball. Oh, okay. We'll throw the ties out uh, of that one. So that's the baseball number. I looked at some of the other numbers because I just love this rivalry so much. Unfortunately, there have only been two Men's basketball game since the Aggies left for the SEC. It's one and one there. Overall, men's basketball, 138 and 86 for the Longhorns. They've won a few more than the Aggies have. In women's basketball, all time, 63 and 24. And Jody Conrad beat the Aggies a few times. I mean, just she did. She was a pretty good coach. She's just pretty good. Yeah. You know, knew, knew how to coach it up. Right, Fro. Since the Aggies left for the SEC, Texas is 3-1 and one against A&M in women's basketball. How about this one, Zay? Softball. It's 2-2 two and two since the Aggies left for the SEC. All-time, 22-22. and 22. Wow. How about that? You want the, the real Duke, North Carolina sport with these two? <laughs> Apparently it's softball. By the way, the Aggies have like, it's either two or three natties in softball back in the 80s. Some good good teams back then. Obviously, like softball was fresh. So, right, right. That was brand new softball, yeah. right when it was getting going uh, at the NCAA level. Obviously, Texas has uh, a really good program going right now with Coach White. We'll see if those two can ever get back together. And of course, in football, Longhorns know these numbers. 76 and 37 in football. We'll throw out those ties in my lifetime 19 to 18 Aggies in football I love it when they get together I am glad they're going to be getting together moving forward for all you Longhorns and Aggies out there that don't want them to play don't worry the monster took over the SEC has decided they have to play so you get this baseball game we'll get one more next year spring of 24 and then the switch happens. So in 25 in baseball is when we'll have our first SEC series between Texas 
and Texas A&M. I cannot wait, but it'll be fun tonight. Uh, Six o'clock start over in College Station. Always special when these two get together. Yeah, absolutely. Two teams that are headed in two different directions with A&M mm-hmm. starting off fast and then really struggling as of late in Texas, getting on a hot streak, just sweeping Texas Tag, doing what they did against all the teams they should have handled, handling them, and now coming into this game with some, some momentum. And you've lost four straight. It's time to get back on the winning streak. Yeah. Winning train in this series. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe. Last time, I think this is right, the last time Texas beat Texas A&M in baseball, it may have been that Clemens game. The game where Clemens comes around third and gives the big hook'em horns. It was at least that series, if not that game. Feels like a bit of a time. Longhorns obviously would like to change that. And Zay, I think tonight it's critical if one of these teams can get an early lead. Because if Texas can do it, you're trying to get 15 in a row. You're continue. You got to show you can do it away from home. Now, 14 in a row, right. all at home. They've been taking some really patient at bats. They've been doing a really good job of being patient. Can you be patient? This is going from your home to road capital letters. All of them. This is the place that hates you more than any other place. I'll even argue they hate you more than what if you go to OU right now. The way this this rivalry can be. The way these fans can be. If you can get an early lead, sometimes AM fans will tighten up a little bit. They'll get a little weird. And Zay, you've pointed it out. When Coach Sloshnagel said what he said earlier in the year. What kind of place is this? Unthinkable for Aggies that their coach would ever say something like that. So a nervousness might exist anyway off of that. So can you get that crowd a little bit nervous with an early lead? On the other side, if the Aggies get the early lead, even with all they've dealt with, the Portland series lost, LSU series lost, just got swept in Knoxville, it does not matter if they're, if they're leading Texas. If they get up early, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0, and that crowd starts to lean on Texas and doing the ball 8 and ball 10 if somebody's in trouble that way, and the bubble machines start going off and they just start wailing on you, that's not where you want to be in the third and fourth and fifth innings trying to come back. So I think an early lead tonight is critical one way or the other. Midweek game, so you're not pitching the pitcher, you you know, your absolute best pitcher. Let's see how they react to it, who needs more of the bullpen. But who gets up first I think is, is massive tonight. My ideal game tonight, mm-hmm. the Horns win by double digits. And <laughs> when David Pierce is getting interviewed – he says, before he says, hook him, he takes a huge bite of an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Just the biggest bite you could possibly, like, angry too, like, Kind of like how DMX would take a bite out of an ice cream sandwich and just look at the camera and be like, yeah, we back, baby. I do love Bluebell. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. We back. Just to let everybody know who runs College Station when we come into town. Yeah, uh, this says, uh, sadly, Aggie has, wait, has us in women's soccer, minus when my wife was in burn orange, all some other sports being brought in. Somebody asking, how many national championships in football do they have, huh? Aggie man? Uh, yeah, I can't, can't hear you. Uh, that can't, is, can't hear you, can't hear you, Chad. Huh? That's three. Okay. Yeah, that is three. Last one in 1939. Wow. To date, the Longhorns like to bring Who was taking the snaps then? No, lot. you know. Uh, not Bucky Richardson. (laughs) (laughs) Not Bucky Richardson. I cannot recall the name of the quarterback of the 39 team off the top of my head. Not Kevin Murray. Not Johnny Menzel. 
Yes, the Aggies claim three national titles. 1939 is the one everybody would allow them to have, and the two before that are ones that were retroactive championships. But I'll let them both have them because they, they fit my, my qualification. Yeah. I thought they should have claimed them for years. So there's three total for A&M and five total for – is it five total for Texas, right? Yeah, it's In hard. football, yeah. It's kind of hard to worry about stopping the run when I could get drafted any moment after this game to the war. So, okay, 39, whatever. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of going on. A lot of extra pressure. A lot going on. My bad. Four for Texas. 63, 69, 70, and 05. Those are the sounds right. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's four. On a technical level, yeah, we talk about the seventy, but then you get again, claim what you claim, claim what you claim. You can't get mad at anybody else for claiming though. Let's remember that one, Longhorn fans. If you want to get mad at the Aggies for claiming the two, we got to take your one. If you're good to do that, then you got three, and the Aggies have one. Everybody good with that? Hell no. No, no, you're good. You're gonna go four and you yeah, four and yeah, three. I like that. That's okay. all right, yeah, there you go. The problem was my Aggies timing on claiming it. They waited too long to claim it. It was goofy, um, which Aggies can be from time to time. We'll see how goofy it gets in College Station tonight. 6 o'clock start, 545 pregame, Texas and Texas A&M. The house divided, getting back together. Always love it, and thank you to those baseball coaches for at least keeping that one together. It'll all be back soon. All right, coming up, the legendary C.C. Collier. He was the legend at Bowie, and he brought in a young coach way back in the day that became the men's coach officially at Texas today. We'll talk to C.C. Collier about Rodney Terry next on The Horn.